Hi, I'm Hilary Hess, and you are listening to Helping of Happiness. This is episode number 175. We have on Tammy Goolsby from Team Goolsby Real Estate. She is a realtor. She's fantastic. And she's going to tell us today all about ways that we can get our house ready to sell. And if you're not selling your house right now, that's okay. This is even some great ways to kind of spruce up your house, some good places to start. And then she's going to share some really fun fall traditions with us that she does with her family. So I'm excited about that. I know this podcast has been a bit sporadic, but... We have got some really great interviews that we've been doing, so we should be lined up all through the rest of the fall, at least once a month. And I think that you're going to really enjoy some of the guests that we have on coming up. I'm super excited to share the conversations with you. So um, also, if you are not receiving our, if you're not one of our VIPs, our VIPs are our people that receive our email most weeks, not every week, but we try to get them as many weeks as we can, but we send out so many bonus things. So we'll send out guides for different holidays of different things that we do. Last week, we sent out one that it was everything to do with a fancy date or a formal dance. So it was fancy recipes that you can cook up and how to make flower bouquets and places that you can eat out and things that you can do in Dallas, Fort Worth and um, just just kind of anything that you can think of that would go with that. That was the focus of that newsletter. Another newsletter that we had a couple of newsletters before that was all about emergency preparedness. So we gathered all of our different podcasts that we've talked about emergency preparedness, put in some of our favorite things that we love, some recipes that you use your food storage with. So really giving you so much good stuff and it's a free newsletter and it's so just sign up you can find that in our show notes so you can have this vip access and get all these awesome freebies sent to your email so okay here let's go ahead and talk to tammy and hope you enjoy the chat okay i am super excited we have not had a new episode for a couple months so i am really really happy for our guest we have on today tammy goolsby from team goolsby real estate who is also my husband's cousin who i love so much so this is going to be so fun for me to have this conversation with her for you to hear so hey tammy hey hillary how are you I'm so good. This is just such a treat for me because I feel like every time I have a conversation with you, I'm learning so much and I'm just really loving everything that we're talking about. So I'm excited that everyone else can hear what we're what we're discussing today. So before we get started, will you just tell us a little bit about you and about your family? Let's see. I've been married for 27 years and I've got three children two boys and a girl. Their ages are 22, 20, and 18. And we love them. We were so lucky to have your middle son hanging out here in Dallas this summer doing some summer sales. So it was so fun for us to get reacquainted with him since he didn't remember us since he was a baby last time we lived near him. So it's so fun. It's true. You guys were a lifesaver for him. He's so grateful for that time with you. We, We loved it. We loved it. Tammy's a realtor and I, she's got this great company called team Goolsby real estate and she's out in California and tell us how that all got started, Tammy. So I started back in January of 2004 and I started for our own investments. My husband and I were young and ambitious and just wanted to buy some real estate. My family had been successful with real estate investments. And so that's why I started. I just couldn't see giving up that commission at the time, which seems so funny now. 
uh, when I realized the value of that. Um, so we started for our own investments. Um, over the years, I worked really, really hard in the beginning to build it. And then I took some time off to raise my family. And those were super treasured years. And then when they hit their teenage years, I went back at it pretty hard. And we've, you know, started for our own investments to just helping people that ask for help once in a while to now I personally average around 100 homes a year. We've got three realtors on our team and, a and you know, three paper pushers, as I call them, and a marketing coordinator. So there's six of us working together and we rank in the top 1% of realtors in the United States. That's amazing. So amazing, Tammy. So awesome. And with all of this raising your kids, you homeschooled your kids, which was like a whole other ambition. And I love that you were able to figure that out and be doing this real estate at the same time. It's just so inspiring. So cool. It's been an amazing adventure. We feel incredibly blessed. Well, real estate is kind of doom and gloom in the news right now, right? How are you seeing that affect your market as far as being a realtor and people buying and selling homes? What's that like for you right now? Um, so of course, sales are down and inventory is staying longer. I'm running about the same amount of inventory as I normally do. It's just sitting on the market a little longer. We're being super creative. I've got clients that can do seller finance. They're seller financing. We're still moving lots of real estate. Um, again, that interest rate has hurt us a ton, but it's just a number. And if you can get, you can get some amazing deals on homes right now. So if you are in the market, our prices, are, as far as sellers go, are still relatively amazing. If you look at the history of home sales over time, prices are still good. And compared to the COVID years, you can, as a buyer, you can get some amazing deals. And I think there's a lot of opportunity. If you can afford the home right now, then when you refinance in a couple of years, you're just going to be sitting golden for buying there during this time. Well, and I love that too, that... Um you can refinance. It's not, you know, as long as the rates go back down. Right. But as, I like that, how you said, if you can afford it now, it's not like you're going to hope that the rates go down and then you can afford that home. But if you're affording it now, you can refinance when the rates eventually do go down and have an even easier payment. So, yeah. I'm all about not helping people not get over their head, buying within their means and putting themselves in a really great position financially. And if you're supposed to home, buy a home right now, there's a way whether it's seller financing or just finding the right loan for you that you're going to refinance out of later. I love that. Well, and not being scared if you need to take a leap. I mean, we ended up moving here to Texas in 2008 when the market was crashing, crashing, crashing. And it was, we couldn't sell our home for a while. It was, we had to end up renting it and end up being a whole thing, but we were meant to be in Texas, right? So we needed to take that leap and do the move and, it's been such a good place for us these last 15 years to be here. So I can't imagine if we would have let the market scare us away from moving on to what we needed to do. So I love how you just said that you can find a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's what's right for you and your family, there's a way. Just get love the right one. I love that. Okay. So do you have some tips for us on like what we should do to get our homes ready if we are going to be putting them on the market or even if not, if we just want our houses to be a little bit more tip top and beautiful. Absolutely. Okay. My number one tip that I always tell everybody is that cleanliness is more important than upgrades. If your home is clean and it's the bottom of the end home and the home next door is the top of 
absolutely all the upgrades the most beautiful, but it shows a lot of wear and tear and it's not well taken care of. The lower end home next door is going to sell for more money. So my number one tip is that, you know, keep, get your home just shining clean. People don't want to move into other people's mess. Um, number two is kind of right along that lines. It's become a minimalist, like pack up your home, dispose of anything you will not use while your home's on the market, get your closets down to 50 to 70% capacity and just live with absolutely what you need during that time that your home's on the market. Um, being a minimalist will make your move so much easier after you're in escrow because you've already packed up half of that. You're everything's already in its place. You've donated, you've done what you needed to do. So, um, another tip would be make sure you hire the right agent. And if you want tips on how to do that, reach out to me. I'd love to help you out. Um, no cost whatsoever. I just, I'm, I'm in this to help people. And so if you're, you know, you're in another state, another area, and how do I hire the right agents? There's questions you can ask, things that you can do. Just make sure that they have the experience that you need and the personality that's going to work for you because you are in a relationship with this person for some time. And this is in most situations, your largest asset that you're dealing with. So I love find- that. So what are, what are a couple of those other things? What are some other ways we could, you could, you would say to hire the right agent? Well, I think there's key questions and number one, okay. just interview them, make sure that there's someone that you feel that you can trust and confide in. You're going to go through some ugly times, especially in this market when it's a little more difficult and you want somebody that's going to be able to work with you. You feel like you can trust somebody who's your advocate, somebody who's ambitious and willing to go to work and work hard and has your best interest in and the forefront of their mind. And some of those, you know, questions I would ask is, you want to know how well they know your market. You want to know what their experience is. Um, and then just anything that's unique to you. If you need a rent back, if you need help with um, moving, if you just need professionals to get your home repaired, do they have all those resources? Are they ready for you? Are they, because the right agent who has all those resources is going to make your life so much easier. Oftentimes I see people, you know, pick their niece or their friends or those kind of things. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think everybody needs to start somewhere, but this, you just have to remember that's a stressful transaction and it may not be what's best for family. And a very expensive transaction. Okay. I love that. Okay. Keep going with your tips. I'm loving this. Okay. So the final one I put down was listen to the experts. I've had so many people come in and, you know, we're going into these beautiful multi-million dollar homes right down to you know homes that are three or four hundred thousand dollars and we we have I hire stagers I have tons of I'm in homes every day in and out of homes every day listen to the expert there's so many people that they don't want to do simple little things that will help the home sell whether it's the staging process or falling in love with their favorite color paint and not realizing that the whole world might not love that paint color or just refusing to take down the family heirloom that's not doesn't appeal to everyone out there. So I would say listen to the experts. Thousands of dollars are left on the table every day because of emotional. And in this case, just do just try to pull the emotion out of it. We love our homes. We love the memories we made in those homes. And we want that to go to the right, the next person. And nobody wants to move into your home. They want to move into their home. Mm. 
I love that. That's that's actually, that's a great tip. I feel like just that line right there. <laughs> they want to move into their own home. What are some ideas to have some better curb appeal? Because we had, so we had, you came to my house when this summer, when it was like a disaster zone because we had just had the hailstorm. My screens are all shredded. Like everything was nicked up. My fence was a mess. And we recently had our roofers come and just redo everything. New roof. They painted anything that could be painted. Front door, back door, eaves. They rebuilt our chimney, did the fence, did like, we had to have so much work done. And I cannot tell you how motivating it was for me to clean everything else up in my yard. Just having that done, it was like, okay, so we tore out all the weeds in our beds and we planted new flowers and dressed up the porch and it just feels so, so good. But I would love to know even more, like what extent do we need to go to or what do you suggest as far as curb appeal goes? Well, you did all the right things. Absolutely. Well, thank you. <laughs> my number one thing that I would tell somebody is when I approach that door, am I entering my home and how does that feel? And so what I want to make sure is, is that home an appealing color? There's lots of popular colors out there, but maybe it doesn't quite go well with my, in California, it's usually stucco, but in Texas, it would be brick. Yeah. You know, um, does, how does it go? Where is it on the color wheel? I want to pull out something that's really going to be beautiful but not something that's really stark and shocking, something that feels homey and different. Like for instance, we recently sold a home in, um, let's see, it was in May and we had a gunmetal brown door, which I loved, um, but I knew it wasn't memorable. And we painted it a sage green. And I just thought, why did it just look so beautiful with the different beige colors that were on our door before. And I just thought, why did I not do that years ago? Um, and, and then I would pick a beautiful, simple wreath, something with complimentary, whether it's flowers or whatever you choose, complimentary colors and put that on the door and then make sure it's free of all cobwebs. You want that light fixture next to the door, really clean and fresh looking. So I need to get the bird's nest out of my light fixture. Probably that's been there for like years. <laughs> what that is to do? We need to rehome those birds. <laughs> they can come back next year as long as we've got the home sold and ready to go. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, what you did, the flowers, those kind of things, just, you know, fertilize the lawn, just freshen things up. But I would say put a lot into that front door because that's, okay. that's their opening as they approach their future. And how does that feel to them? I'm all about the impact that emotion has on a home, a home, when you're purchasing a home, emotion's huge. It's, this is where my family is going to be. This is where I'm going to love life, experience life, make memories. And so it's just that, that approach right there at the stoop of the front door. I think that's super important. I love that. How about moving tips? Do you have any moving tips for us? Cause man, moving it's rough and you've done a lot of cross country moves. So I know you've, you've done a lot of moving yourself. I've done my fair amount of moving and helping move and coordinating moves. And I would say my number one tip, particularly if you are moving more than just a few hours away sell everything you can. And that is so hard because I've made the mistake the first time of not. Um, it's really easy, easy for us to be emotionally attached to things and stuff. But as we know, things and stuff aren't necessarily what brings us into the eternities. And I can't tell you, I, I myself made the mistake of packing all kinds of stuff up, moving to my destination and throwing away 50% of it because either it didn't go in this house, it didn't make the move, 
lots of stuff gets damaged in a move. Yes. Doesn't it? That is why I feel like we had so much stuff damaged when we did the California to Texas move. It's and just it was such a bummer. With the UPAC and the, um, you know, my husband was in a career where they professionally moved us. I think the move call is probably 10 years ago and it cost $28,000, which seems like huge 10 years ago. And they broke more stuff than we did moving on our own. So <sighs> you're going to have casualties part with as much as you can and then treat yourself to new stuff with all that money you're going to make from selling it or saving on your taxes by donating it. Just treat yourself to the freedom of not having all that baggage and, and get what you like when you get there, what goes really well with your new home. So I would say that's my number one tip. My number two tip would be get a realtor who's experienced so that they can help you with that transaction and that transition. I think that it just makes life so much easier if they've got the right contacts for you. Um, you know, I can, I can anywhere from somebody wants to do all themselves tips to, I don't want to touch anything. I want someone to come out in here and, and there's people that can help with that. So I love I, that. I've never thought of going to a realtor for my moving tip. I mean, I guess also, cause we just have always done it ourselves. So we never really thought about that being part of it, but it really should be. Absolutely. And I work from Pete with people that, you know, do every bit of it from the packing, the loading, the trucks, the hauling, the trucks. And the right down to scrubbing the house to people that, you know, they don't want to, they just want to take their toothbrush and drive to their new home and have everything there and set up. Never had that luxury before. I don't know that anything would be unpacked the way that I want it, but it would be really nice to not have to hassle with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just depends on what works for you. And of course there's a fee for everything. So oh, Right. And the budget for sure, which is why we always did it ourselves when we were moving. It seems like. Absolutely. I, I understand that. I tend to be on the self-sufficient side too, but I'd like to know where my resources are. Yeah, no, it's so, well, and sometimes you don't have that option, you know, if you're moving and you're in bad health or your spouse is traveling a lot or I don't, there's just so many different circumstances that come down to, or just that you maybe have a little extra cash and you can afford those things. And it's really nice to not have to bother with it. So put your energy in other places. Absolutely. Anything else with moving? I think I cut you off there. No, I think that gets you the gist of it. I think depending on your area and your location, I would, you know, consult the professionals and make sure you know who knows who those people are. What do you feel like the best areas in the home are if you're going to spruce up? Because sometimes there's just so much that you need to spruce up inside. It's hard to tackle every single project, especially if you need to move quickly. Is there certain rooms that you know that those are the ones that are going to get you the most bang for your buck? To, to get cleaned up and ready first. Absolutely. People buy a home based on the kitchen. I would say second would be the great room, the master bedroom and master bathroom, and the secondary bathroom. So that'd be your order and priority. Of course, we've got to have the curb appeal looking good because we got to get them in the door. Right, right. Because if it's horrible on the outside, they're not even going to want to go in. Absolutely. And then that order of priority, go with the, you know, your kitchen, I mean, as we know, that's the heart of the home. Yeah. Great room. That's where we're making so many memories. And whether it's a living room, a family room, you know, just clean and tidy. That doesn't have to be expensive upgrades. And then, you know, just a really dreamy master bedroom or just one that you walk in the door and you want to be in. So you're like, so most of this, for sure, the clean, cleanly tip, minimalist tip, and then anything else like, 
like broken fixtures, things like that, make sure that you have those updated. Is that kind of what you're talking about as far as like kitchen goes or what would you, if we're walking in the kitchen? Absolutely. And what just sticks out to you? Can I even recognize all the cabinet space or am I focused on that light overhead that's not only broken, but really outdated? And I'm not big on spending a ton of money to update a home if it's not needed. If I can make sure we can get the focal points to show off what they really are, let's do it. We don't have to spend the money to do it. Okay. Love that. One thing I was really excited to talk to you about with, because we're getting into October, you guys have this really fun family tradition that I want to talk about. And I don't know if I'm even saying it right, but the gourd dinner. Night of the gourd. Night of the gourd. Okay. The night of the gourd dinner. And I want to hear more about this because I want to try this with my family this year. So I want to hear all about like how you do it and everything. Okay. It's super fun. We stole the idea from a wonderful man that lives in our area. He and his wife invited us over and we just had the best time and loved it. First of all, I, my degrees in agriculture, I have this love for the harvest and this time of year, the bounty that our heavenly father has given us and helped us just the abundance on this earth. And I love it. And I feel like this time of year is a great time to celebrate it. It's also an, an alternative to celebrate fall. If, if you're not a lover of, you know, the other fall associated holidays. So it just, it just, for me, it gives us another excuse to be completely grateful for what we have. And what we do is we just have a dinner. Um, it's mainly family focused, but we also invite friends to come enjoy it with us because I just think it's something different for people to do. And we, everything in that dinner has gourd or pumpkin, something in it from the harvest. So it's all focused on, you know, the butternut squash or whatever, whatever you find recipe wise that might be of interest. It's a chance to try new things. And it's just been so much fun. It's been super, people come super creative with their meals. Let's see, we had, um, I think the, the most interesting one we had last time was a young man who just returned from Taiwan on a mission and he had uh, like a butternut curry. Oh, and, yum. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And here's this, you know, 20 year old young man who's made this, you know, contributed to this feast and just so much fun opportunities are, are, you know, our son made pumpkin ice cream that I loved and every individual in the family that's old enough make something or bring something. You're not eat. sticking it to that three-year-old to make their gourd pie or something. <laughs> so, and I wish I had this tradition when they were three-year-olds, but I didn't even learn of it till later. And I love this. I sold it for our family. So I just feel like it's a, a time to just really relish in our blessings and make some fun memories with family. And it's just different. I love that. And I love that it has kind of a thankful aspect of Thanksgiving, but it is definitely more harvest related and not necessarily just your standard turkey, mashed potatoes. You know, Thanksgiving has kind of its own little yes. way of celebrating in their own foods, but this is something just really different and fun. Oh, I want to come and make my pumpkin cheesecake for you. That would be just like such a fun dessert to go on the end of it, wouldn't it? Sounds amazing. I would love oh. that. Oh, we have to link up all our pumpkin and squash recipes on the show notes so people can make their own gourd dinners, I guess, maybe. But <laughs> that sounds so, so fun. And is it, do you have any like games or activities or is it more just, uh, just a time to gather with your family and friends? 
gather and visit and talk. Um, there might be times where, you know, something turns into charades or something like that. But for the most part, it's just all about the food and sitting around and visiting and getting to know each other better. If it's friends or just, you know, well, there's always a fun thing to talk about when our family gathers. I love it. I think that's so special. And I love that you're making that extra effort to gather because I, just think that we get so busy in our lives that it's it's great to take those pausing moments to do that so I always love a fun theme for a gathering I think that's awesome I have to give the credit for that gather to my daughter she puts so much effort into bringing it all together and tying it together and it and you know I get blessed by all these amazing family memories we're making through it that's so cool I love that because your daughter's a teenager so the fact that she's already being such a contributor to that, I think just is such a great thing to look to in the future for her as your family just keeps growing and growing. That's so cool. Absolutely. I love it. Man, those younger ones. I kind of wonder if my youngest daughter is going to be the one that's going to keep us gathering because she's the one that cries and anyone ever leaves and she never wants anyone far away. So maybe she'll be the one, maybe she'll be the one holding us to the gourd dinner. That would be super fun. She definitely is a special spirit. Love that girl. <laughs> we just love her too. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so I want to tell everyone how they can find you, and or even if they're in your area, they might want to work with you. So, can you tell us how where we can find you on online? Yes. So, teamgoolsby.com. It's team, and then Goolsby is G O O L S is in Sam, B is in boy, Y dot com, and then you can go to facebook.com slash Tammy Goolsby Real Estate. And there's another way I'm an, I'm on Instagram. Um, if you, if you Google my name, it shouldn't be too hard to find it. So and I'll have links to all of those places in the show notes too. So people can just click right on it and find you. And you have lots of helpful videos on your Instagram that I was going through as well. Just different tips or seeing different trends and charts and different things that I think are super helpful if people want to go find you on there. Well, thank you. See a little bit of what you're up to too. Do you have time for our helpful and happy questions? Absolutely. Okay. So I love to share these because our blog is all about family recipes and travel tips and just different hacks for home and family. So I love bringing that into the podcast. Plus, I just really love talking about these things. So I always have these on the episodes so I can hear your takes because I learned so much from people that I have on here. So our first one is what is your favorite food or meal? So my whole life, it's been enchiladas. And then about a year ago, I stumbled onto a restaurant that I just can't seem to get enough of. And they have this cheese and pear raviolis in a brown butter sage sauce. And, you know, I just can't eat it enough. It's my new favorite. I think I need to come visit you in California and eat some of this ravioli. That sounds so good. And I know this is really hard. But what is your favorite or best trip that you've ever been on or a dream vacation? Because I know you've been on some cool trips. So if you're like me, it's really hard to pick. It is really hard to pick. And I was going through my mind when I saw this question come up, um, you know, is like, is it Costa Rica? Was it we just did this amazing family trip to Hawaii, to the big island that my daughter planned. Um, We've done France and Italy, but hands down, it's Ireland. Ireland was just dreamy for me. It was just my husband and I went, I think it was our anniversary, 20th anniversary trip. And it was just, it was 
everything you could imagine Ireland to be. I was taken back a hundred years and there were men in tractors and tweed suits and it was just, the weather was just cool and misty and the rolling green hills. It was just dreamy. It's just magical. Oh, I just feel like I'm there with you talking about it and I just want to go so bad. That's so fun. That's really cool. Well, and let's come back to your daughter planning the trip because that is another really cool thing. Uh, this is the first time we had one of our kids do 100% of it. And it was just out of necessity. We wanted to go. Um, you know, when you have the, sometimes you have the means and then the uh, you do what you can to make the time and the ability. But planning those amazing trips, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And yeah. trying to find the right price for every, just all the research. She was the one that had the time to, to sacrifice her time to make it happen. A lot of times we default to Philip, but this was kind of a birthday trip for Phil. And so Dallas did the planning and made it happen. And she did a fabulous job. We just, it, we loved it. It was, it ranks right up there. One of my favorite trips. That is just so neat. I think that you delegate that. I think that's so cool. And then you can just go and enjoy the trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty amazing. Well, she must have done a great job. That's so great. Man, I need a Dallas in my house. She like brings the family together. She's found planning them vacations. She's fantastic. That's so awesome. Everybody needs a Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. Do you have a home or a family hack for us? Yeah, I do. It's that old less is more. I just that that simplify. I think we've been hearing that for years. I've just found that as we've done less or had less to clutter our lives, whether it's possessions or time or whatever there's been, that my connections have been deeper. Um, the memories that we make with our family are just more cherished and there's just less to burden us down. So whether it's, you know, simplifying your calendar or simplifying your possessions, um, your budget, whatever it might be, it's just been such a blessing for me to find that less is so much more. I, I love I that. Thank you. I love that. Well, and I think that you've done a good example of that just because do you mind if I share this, that you're going on a mission soon? Sure. You can do okay. that. So I love that you've kind of been doing that in as far as, cause you have some goals with you and Phil to go serve a mission after your daughter goes for her mission. I mean, well, actually while she's on her mission, right. Cause she's putting in her papers and getting everything ready now and that you took that time to downsize into a smaller home so you can be all ready to go. And has that just made a big difference to even just simplify your stuff in that process? Absolutely. There's very few items that I really, truly miss. Um, and life is, it's just quick and easy to keep our house clean and go in just less to be responsible for dust, touch all of the responsibilities that we have stewardship over the items that we possess. It's just, it's given me more time and freedom. So I feel like that when I go on vacation and we're staying in an Airbnb and there's, it's just easier to clean up. I'm like, this is so, I mean, sometimes it's annoying in the kitchen because you don't have the things that you want to have and you have some random pans and all of that stuff. But for the most part, I feel like I can clean up in the Airbnb and then be off still playing with the kids or doing whatever so much faster than in my own home. And I think a lot of it is just the stuff that we just have in our home. It's just so hard to constantly be finding a place for it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I would completely agree. I also agree that in the kitchen's probably not a place that you want to skimp too much on. Keep those favorite gadgets that save you. Especially me. Oh my goodness. It's well, I probably should pare down a little bit because that's where I can I don't need a lot of stuff, but I love a lot of different kitchen stuff since cooking is my thing, but it really is fun to have and it's easier and quicker. I, when we were on vacation one time, it was Thanksgiving and I just know my timeline, you know, of when we make our things and it just took me so much longer because I didn't have the normal pans. I didn't have the normal, you know, I'm just working with all this random stuff and it's, we're running to the store to get a hand mixer or, whatever, you know, it's just like funny, but anyway. Aside from the kitchen, it was just so, it felt, just felt easier. Everything felt easier. I just love that. Simplifying less is more. It's so great. And then you can just focus on the people so much more than the things. Absolutely. Well, Tammy, oh my goodness. I could talk to you all day. This is so much fun. I just love learning from you. And I think these tips are going to be so great. And I think it feels a lot more doable instead of doing a total remodel in your house to think of your first step being just cleaning your house and cleaning stuff out. That feels way more doable. So really appreciate all those tips on oh, the real estate as well. It's fun to visit with you. Thank you so much for listening. And just a reminder to sign up for our VIP email list so you can get all of those bonus things straight to your email. Have a fantastic day.